are you now? <laughs> How are you now, folks? Your Montreal Canadiens lose six to two to the Florida Panthers. Uh, hello and welcome. This is episode 46 of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I am pissed off. I'm pissed off and not because they lost. We've talked about this many times. Losses are part of the process. They serve only to improve the eventual draft lottery odds for the Montreal Canadiens. I expect losses. Frankly, sometimes I embrace them. I'm not upset about the loss. I am pissed off. For that same reason, those same fuckers that I praised recently on several occasions. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the zebras. And we'll get into it. But before I do, we're, we're going to do the recap. We're going to talk about what happened in that game first. And then we can get to my complaints, right? Um, and that way, you know, of course, any of you who only come to listen to the recap because maybe you didn't watch the game, maybe you like hearing my voice instead of hearing the idiots on uh, TSN or, well, I guess they don't have idiots. TSN is usually pretty good. What am I saying? Uh, RDS is the best, though. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> pretty wide open start to this game. Um, they're going back and forth. Chances at both ends. Defense, optional. Doesn't seem like anybody's trying to prevent scoring chances. They're very content to just play run and gun hockey. And I'm loving it, honestly, in the first period. Uh, but the, the problems with the officiating start pretty early. Nick Suzuki is about to get a breakaway in the first period. Forget who it is, but the guy just takes the stick out of his hands, and they call nothing. And there, right there and then, I clipped it, I put it up on Twitter, and I'm like, this game is going to get ridiculous. I know it. I, I can feel it. If they're not going to call that, this is about to get nuts. And then, because they didn't call the one on Suzuki, they call a ridiculous ticky-tack um, uh, a slashing penalty against Florida where it was in the defensive zone for Montreal and Michael Pizzetta got the stick knocked out of his hands. I hate that call. I think the only way you should call it is if the stick breaks. Hold on to your stick. I mean, you're a professional hockey player. Hold on to it. Sorry, Pizzetta. I'm sure you didn't mean to drop that one, but you know what? That should also not be a penalty. But it's a makeup call because they fucking know they missed one on Nick Suzuki. And I'm like, all right, these guys are going to be ridiculous all night because they're not calling things they should, and they're going to call things they shouldn't as a result of not calling things that they should. So we're already in for one. Uh, anyways, the period soldiers on, and we get some pretty interesting hockey. You know, they're going back and forth with chances, and then they miss another one. This time it's against Montreal. Mike Matheson is in a puck race with Eric Stahl, and instead of going for the puck, Matheson just turns around and blasts Eric Stahl. Um, knocks him out of the game, actually. Eric Stahl would not return, and they call nothing. But then after that, they call a ticky-tack bullshit interference call on Joel Edmondson and send him to the box for something he shouldn't be in there for. Why? Because they missed the call on Matheson. These guys had no clue what they were doing. Anyways, 0-0 through 1. <laughs> Simon Moltambo, um kind of takes over for the Habs in the second. He's making some wild saves. He made some really good saves in the first period too now that I mention it. But um, he's, he's playing out of his mind lately. But of course, of course. He uh, makes a really nice save on Barkov, and the puck goes out to the other side, and Sam Reinhardt fires it into a pretty much abandoned net, one nothing. But it goes for a challenge, because Matthew Kachuk was in the crease, and Montembeau was trying to dive back across to make a save, and he runs right into the backside of Matthew Kachuk standing in the crease. Refs review it, and they decide that the call stands, saying the call stands, not is confirmed, 
which means that subjectively they took a look at it and decided that it was a goal. Apparently, after the fact, the explanation that we were given is that the shot by Sam Reinhardt had already gone or was already taken by the time he ran into Kachuk. That was the explanation that they gave on RDS anyways, which is a fucking patently ridiculous explanation. Um, it doesn't matter if the shot's already gone. And it doesn't matter if you think he could have or could not made the save. The point is there was contact. So we we will never know if he could have made that save because the contact happened and Kachuk was standing in the crease. But anyways, they allow the goal. And not only that, because Montreal challenged, Montreal is back killing a penalty. And guess what? Sam Bennett tips one in at the side of the net and makes it 2 nothing. Not too long after that, Radko Gudis standing in front of the Habs net. He gets cross-checked in the back a little bit by Josh Anderson, and I mean a little bit, barely. Dives to the ice like he's been shot. Looks at the ref before he does it, and the ref buys it and gives him the call. And guess what? Florida gets another gift. This time it's Matthew Kachuk in front of the net. Uh, gets a rebound off of a point shot. Real easy one for him. Makes it 3 nothing. And now the wheels are off for Montreal. Uh, not long after that, Giovanni Smith takes a shot uh, from the face-off circle and then just skates in, gets his own rebound, puts it in, makes it 4 nothing. And then the Habs take two fucking consecutive too-many-men penalties. Two consecutive too-many-men penalties. At that point, they are down in a 5-on-3. They manage to kill off the 5-on-3 portion of it, uh, but during the other minor, uh, they give one up. <laughs> they kill one. There's 40 seconds left on the clock, uh, a little bit longer than that left in the hypothetical power play that doesn't last that long. Anyways, Matthew Kachuk this time just fires one uh, right from the face-off dot, off the post and in. It's 5 nothing. That's your score at the end of 40. Whew, ugly. Also, at the end of that period... Grigory Denisenko takes a nice skate, nice healthy skate directly at the numbers of Arbor Jackai. Arbor Jackai facing into the corner, gets hit from behind and thrown directly face first into the boards. There was no turn, there was no nothing. He had numbers the entire way and the officials call nothing. They managed to catch two separate too many men penalties against Montreal in short order. They didn't miss those, but they missed a clear cut hit from behind at the end of that period and at that point we all knew this game's gonna get ugly and it gets ugly oh it gets ugly in the third period uh early in the third something not so ugly well i guess a little bit ugly depending on which team you're cheering for uh rem pitlick's just kind of coming in on the left hand side throws one on net does a jedi mind trick or something and somehow gets that thing through alex lyon it's five to one the habs have a little bit of life but then shit starts getting out of hand uh, Sam Bennett throws an absolutely disgusting knee on Jordan Harris. In a 5-1 game, I cannot believe that you have the gall to do something like that. Just completely gutless. And then right after that, Mike Matheson and Matthew Kachuk have a fight. A uh, pretty spirited one. Matheson, not really a guy that you expect to see fighting, but he, he does pretty well against Kachuk in that fight. I think that was a little bit of retribution for Matheson's hit on Eric Stahl earlier in the game that I already described. But alas, it happened. Um, and uh, it was a pretty good tilt. And... The Habs end up with a power play out of that because Bennett did actually get called for the knee. So look at that. The refs can actually make a call that they're supposed to make sometimes. And nice work by the Habs. Jesse Alonen with some really great work on the power play. Gets it to Rem Pitlick. He throws it across to Josh Anderson. Anderson claps that in. 5-2. to two. The Habs have some life. But that life is taken rather quickly. It goes the other way. Carter Verhege finds Ryan Lomberg in front. Makes it 6-2. to two. That would end up being your final score. 
Uh, but, you know, like I said, that third period got out of hand. So there was a few more fights. So Jack Eye gets out of the box. Jack Eye, for whatever reason, at the end of the second period, was given a 10-minute misconduct because there was a bit of a scrum at the end of the second. So Jack Eye had to sit in the box for 10 minutes. Presumably, and this is me making a presumption, okay, I think the refs gave him a bullshit 10-minute because they wanted to avoid him going out and retaliating for the hit from behind that they missed in the first place. That's what I think. You can't convince me otherwise. And these guys don't do media availability for whatever fucking reason, so we're never going to know what their explanation for it is. But that's what I believe they did. Now, he gets out of the box. What does he do? Well, him and Giovanni Smith have been kind of going at it all night, and they go for a fight immediately. Uh, Jack Eye won that one for sure, and he's beacon afterwards. He is not impressed with how this game's gone. He's not impressed with the officials. Uh, not impressed with any of it. Not long after that, uh, Michael Pizzetta has a fight with Ryan Lomberg. Those guys go for about a minute. It might not have been a minute. It might have been a little bit less than a minute, but they were going old school style, throwing absolute haymakers at each other until they both ran out of gas. Uh, I would call that one a draw. Pretty entertaining fight. Um, and then at the end of the game, Kirby Doc lands a perfectly clean hit on Radko Gudis. And Radko Gudis gets up, acting like a giant fucking piss baby that he is, and then flies down the ice and tries to knee him. And the refs don't call anything. I would have, if I was the official in that game, I've already lost control of it. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But I would have immediately given him something right there and then. I would have given him a, a unsportsmanlike conduct, give him a 10 minute, get him off the ice. Right? He's going to get nothing from the Department of Player Safety because he didn't end up landing the knee. But he went out there hunting Kirby Doc's knee. And why did all of this happen? Right? Why did we have three fights in the third period? Why did we have Radko Gudis out there knee hunting? Why did we have Sam Bennett out there knee hunting? Why did we have all this animosity? Hmm? Are these two teams rivals right now? Are they competing with each other for a playoff spot? No. Are these two teams historical rivals? Have they always had, you know, very contentious matchups where things tend to get out of hand? No. None of that. It's 100% because of the officials. Now I got to take a little break here. Um, maybe I'll come back a little bit calmer, but we do need to stop for a quick second here for a word from one of our sponsors. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2, now streaming only on Disney+. And we're back. That ad was brought to you by Shitty Officiating. Um, I'm not any calmer than I was uh, before that little ad break. Not whatsoever. Um, those ad breaks actually happen very quickly when I'm recording them, so... Um, yeah, I'm still in both in the same uh, shitty, foul mood that I was uh, before that ad break. And I want to keep talking about it. Um, that hit from behind on Jack Eye was probably the, the worst part of the night, honestly. Um, I cannot fathom how you can be a professional referee and not make a call on that. That is the most clear-cut thing that I've seen. Uh, in a while when it comes to hits from behind. Usually in the NHL, you have uh, at least some measure of a player turning or putting himself in a vulnerable position or you know unavoidable contact where somebody's coming in really fast. Like There's usually something you can point to to say, all right, this was not completely intentional. But n not on this one, man. Not on this one. Uh, Denishenko, he's skating directly at numbers the entire way. He sees nothing but numbers the entire way. 
There's no excuse for that one. If he doesn't get suspended by the league, it's a complete and absolute farce. You have to be suspended. I don't give a shit what you have in terms of history. You cannot be allowed to be skating around hitting people in numbers like that. What do we need to do? Do we need to sew fucking stop signs on the back of the jerseys like they do in minor hockey? Is that what we need to do to teach you not to hit people from behind? No, the only thing that we can do, is, the only thing the league should do is suspend him and then he loses money as a result. And then that's how he learns is by not getting fucking paid for a little bit. Um, that's just, it's, it's a gutless thing to do. You're up big in the game already. At that point, it was five nothing. What are you doing? And then the officials, by missing that call right there, I think that was really the straw that broke the camel's back there. I don't think that the third period gets as out of hand as it did if they make a call there. If they make the call, if they sit that guy, I think maybe you're, you might still have some bullshit in the third period, right? <clears throat> it's a hockey game. You got professional athletes. You've got guys who like to fight on, on both rosters. You got guys who are ready to fight. You had some things happen earlier in the game uh, that were out of your control. But what was in your control was making the calls. And if you make the calls, I think you don't have things get out of control in that third period. Luckily, nobody was hurt. Luckily, we just saw some fights. You know, a couple of them were pretty entertaining. I'd say, I, I personally, I don't have a problem with fighting in hockey. I think it's part of the game. I think it's going to be part of the game for a very long time. That's my opinion. Other people have different opinions. I was entertained for the most part. I was not entertained by the fact that this game could have been better if they did their fucking jobs right. I'm getting fed up with it. It's There's, there's zero consistency with NHL officiating. How can you have... Like what in the last 10 episodes, I've had what two episodes where I've praised the officials and said how well they've done. And then you get an absolute shit show like this turns into a gong show in the third period because of your guys's inability to make the calls that you're supposed to make. But you could sure make some ticky tack makeup calls, can't you? Oh, you guys did fantastic on those ones. You guys did fantastic at fabricating some phantom calls out of nowhere to make up for the fact that you missed real ones just make the real ones you obviously know they happened that's why you're making the makeup calls you guys aren't skating over and checking the tablet to see what you missed you know you missed it you know you fucked up so that's why you're trying to conjure up some bs to save yourselves why did i say bs that time i've sworn like 30 times already on this podcast and now i'm now i'm gonna censor myself with bs um i'm not gonna cut that out i'm not gonna edit that that's funny um Maybe that'll bring me back on track to stop ranting about the officials. It was a horribly officiated game. They gave David Savard at one point an extra 10 minutes. Um, there was offsetting minors for roughing. First of all, I felt like the offsetting minors were kind of stupid in the first place because Savard comes in, lands a hit, and then I forget who it was. Was it Gudis or was it somebody else? Maybe it was Ekblad. It doesn't matter who it was. They kind of jousted with each other. They pushed each other a little bit. You don't need to call anything there. Now you're trying to get a handle on the game when it's already out of hand, so you're calling offsetting roughing minors. That late in the game, when you've already lost control, you're going to call for pushes. And then David Savard gets the extra 10 because he's, like, confused. He's like, what? I'm going to the box? And then as he's skating to the box, he gives it to him a little bit, and he's clapping his stick to give him a nice little round of applause for their efforts on the night, and they give him an extra 10. I mean, you guys... (laughs) They think they're above reproach. They think they're beyond criticism. They really do. And it's funny to me that Paul Maurice, the coach for the Florida Panthers, was just fined $25,000 for complaining about officiating by the league. So my question 
is where'd that 25 grand go? Did it go directly in the pockets of these officials so that they could put on that fucking display tonight? Did it? I mean, come on, man. Horrible. Horrible and awful at the same time. As Shaquille O'Neal once said, that's horror awful. Um, let's move on because I've already spent 15 minutes uh, of this podcast, most of it talking about the officials. We do need to kind of talk about some of the performances that we saw on the ice. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, silver lining of the night. I, I don't even know how to pick one, honestly. Um, I'm going to go with Jesse Alonen. Um Sorry, Jesse Ullonen. Uh I'm trying to pronounce that properly. Pat's going to kill me if I don't at least give it a shot. He played a very decent game, I would say. Uh, the fact that he was able to help set up that power play goal was very encouraging. Uh, he did that away from Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield as well. You know, Josh Anderson was the one that put that in. I have been saying this over and over again. One of the most important things for the remainder of this season is figuring out who can play around Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. One of the things that Jesse Ilanen does very well with the Laval Rocket is power play. I had originally wanted to see maybe him go on the same unit with Caulfield and Suzuki, but they had him out there with Anderson and Pitlick, and it, it worked really well. Now, Pitlick, I think we know, is, is probably not a long-term solution. Anderson, he he might may or may not be trade bait. I don't know, right? But Ilanen... We want to see more of him getting a chance to run that second unit. I think that's important because the power play has been abysmal for the better part of this season. If he can come around next year and become a regular roster player, and maybe he plays middle six, bottom six, whatever you want to call it, the ability to make for a functional second unit on the power play that can actually present some danger would be huge to his ability to make the team and stick. I think we saw some of that in this game. Um, I, I would have liked to see more opportunities, but alas, you know, I'll go back to my complaints about the officials, and you'd be pretty clear on why it is that we didn't get more opportunities there. But end of the day, uh, I liked his. I liked his game. Liked his game particularly on the power play, and I would like to see more of that. Um, I think it's going to be important to find out what he can do moving forward. Aside from that, whew, not a whole lot of performances to like. Um, it, it was a pretty rough game for the Habs. This is why, you know, at the, at the very top of the podcast, I said I was pissed off, pissed off about the refs, not pissed off that they lost. I don't necessarily think that was a game that they deserved to leave with two points. Um, you know, Multambo was, yeah, somebody pointed out to me on Twitter, and I, I honestly agreed with the, the essence of their tweet 100%. When it was 3 nothing, I said, yeah, that's three goals thanks to the officials. And somebody replied to me and said, yeah, well, you know, it's probably 5 nothing if not for Montembeau. And I'm like, well, you're right. But the thing is, he doesn't deserve to have three goals on the board right now. He deserves for it to be 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, but then you had the 5-on-5 five five goal where the, you know, just optional defense for the Habs and uh, Smith just gets to go and get his own rebound that easily. You had the two, um, you know, too many men penalties in a row. I can't blame the officials for calling those. I only thought it was ridiculous because of the things that they missed, Right. This was not a game where they deserved to win. Um, like I said, uh, Ilinen, uh, good game. Josh Anderson, I felt, actually had a pretty good game. He seems to really get up when the games get physical and they get nasty like that. That's kind of his That's his calling card, um, and he seemed to enjoy that. He really didn't enjoy getting sent to the box by that ridiculous dive by Radko Gudis, but alas. Um, 
who else? Cole Caulfield looked pretty good in that game. Um, it was hard for anybody to look really good. He looked decent. Um, man, Kirby Doc. Um, I felt like Kirby Doc had a pretty good game. He did land that nice hit on uh, on Gudis at the end of the game. I enjoyed that quite a bit um, with the bullshit that he was pulling earlier on in the game. <laughs> and um, Arbor Jacki, um, you know, he spent a good chunk of that game in the box. He was having a lot of trouble moving the puck early on in the game, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to dump on him because I, I felt like he had a rough one there. He took a real rough hit from behind. Uh, came out, kind of avenged it. Not against the guy that did it, but I don't think the guy that did it was ever going to drop with him because, of course, he's a coward. Um, I, I felt like he was decent in that game. I felt like he 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 did he did his role. You know, he played his role. He played the role that he's supposed to play. When he got out of the box after that fight, he got an ovation from the crowd. He's becoming a, a fan favorite. He, he's already pretty much a bona fide fan favorite in Montreal, and he deserves it. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to dump on him for that game, but I, I will mention, you know, he had some trouble moving the puck, um, especially early on in that one. Mike Matheson, um, I don't know what he was thinking with that hit on Eric Stahl. I would not be surprised if he gets a fine for that. Um, that, that was dirty. Um, cannot believe that the refs missed that call either. See, it wasn't just calls against the the Panthers that were getting ignored. That one against Matheson was clear cut. I, I can't believe they didn't call it. I think he's probably going to get a fine for that. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. He knocked Eric Stahl right out of the game. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, the RDS crew had said maybe he got knocked over earlier in the game by Eric Stahl. Apparently he got knocked over by someone and they thought it might have been Stahl. Um, or maybe he sticked him or something. And then afterwards, Matheson was kind of looking to get him back. And that was how he got him back. Uh, but you can't do that. You, you just can't. It's uh, not how it works. I'm not sure what he was thinking. He was a little bit all over the place, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. And then Matthew Kachuk was kind of trying to trying to get him to go all night. And then, you know, he waited until the game was out of hand score-wise, and then he did it. So I do respect that from Matheson for sure. I felt like he was a bit all over the place in that game, but he played decent, and, um, and, I, and I respect that he was willing to go with Kachuk once it became apparent that they were not going to get the comeback in that game. He was like, all right, now I'll go you. Uh, I respect that. I respect that a lot. He's willing to answer for his own uh, transgressions. So um, good on him. Good on him at the very least. Outside of that, I, I don't really have anything else positive to say about that game. It was a bit of a stinker for the Habs. Um, I think I'm going to go maybe watch the interviews and see if anybody said anything about the officiating. Uh, that's probably what I'm going to end up writing about in the article. I'm not entirely sure. I always write the article after I record these. I don't know if everybody knows that. Uh, the article doesn't come ahead of time. I, I record these first. They're usually right off the top of the dome as soon as the game's over. And then I sit down and I write myself an article to go along with it. Sometimes the article is directly related to whatever I say in the podcast. And sometimes I just take one little thing that I maybe talked about in the podcast and I blow it up into an article and uh, elaborate a little bit more. So um, I think uh, it's probably pretty obvious with how upset I am about the officiating, that that's the direction I'm going to go in with the article tonight, but we'll see. We'll see where the night takes me. It's only 11.16 my time right now, so um, I don't know. How long are we running today? Well, folks, we are running over 23 minutes. So c'est une soirée vraiment inconnue pour les employés de soutien. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I am on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate that very much. It might... It might quench my thirst for referee complaints maybe if you follow me on twitter i'll never complain about the refs again but hey i said it before even after i praised them eventually 
just when I thought I was out, they bring me back in. Anyways, thank you, as always, for listening. And of course, à la prochaine. listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts